Welcome to Aging in Arizona, a show dedicated to educating listeners about current health care topics and local services. Now, here are your hosts, Presley Reeder and Mark Young. Hello and welcome to Aging in Arizona, where we talk about the joys and some of the challenges of growing older in this great state. Thank you so much for being with us today. I am Presley Reeder and my co-host Mark Young is not able to join us. He is fine, all is well with Mark, but he's taking a little vacation and so uh, I am here hosting on my own, but thankfully I am not alone. I have a wonderful guest here today. As you know, we talk to local experts about what they see happening as people are aging in our great state and uh, today with us we have Michelle Jewell who is a Medicare specialist who uh, has been on the show before, and I'm thrilled to have Michelle with us. She's not only been on the show before, but she is another of the contributors to our book. And if you've been listening in the past few weeks, we have been interviewing the folks who wrote chapters in our book, Aging in Arizona, Insights for the Elderly and Their Families. And just a reminder, we put this book together by going back through our more than 200 interviews on this show and choosing the topics that we felt were most important for you and your loved ones. And then we went to those guests and we asked them to write a chapter in the book about their area of expertise. So we have chapters on hospice. We have chapters on home care and home health. We have chapters on Medicare, which we're going to be talking about today, the Medicaid, which is different. We talked about that, estate planning, all these great resources in the book. You can find it at Amazon. You can download it on your Kindle. You can purchase a copy there. You can also go to our website, aginginaz.com, to find out more about the book. But uh, it's a very exciting thing for us, and we are really getting some good feedback from uh, everybody out there who's gotten a chance to look at it. So we're excited and hope you're excited too. I know Michelle's excited to be here and we are certainly grateful for your time, Michelle. Um, How have you been? Tell us that and then we'll get into Medicare. Thank you, Presley. I've been great. The summer's coming on and the heat's here and spending a lot of time in the car and with people. So it's good times. Good. I'm glad. Yeah, we're all trying to stay cool here now in Phoenix for sure, but uh, everybody has their own way of doing that. Car trips, plane trips, who knows? But it all involves leaving the Valley of the Sun. Yes, it does. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's talk about Medicare. Uh, as always, Medicare is a big topic, but it's confusing. Your chapter in the book, Chapter 6, is called The ABCDs and Other Issues of Medicare. Uh, so there's a lot to to go with, but I, I want to start by reminding our listeners, if you're 65, if you're turning 65, or you're going into the open enrollment period, if we're open, going into that, those are really the critical times to be thinking about Medicare, right? Yes. Okay. And so what, let's start maybe with uh, your 65, you're turning 65. Mm-hmm. What should you be doing? What should you be thinking about? Well, for folks that are turning 65, one of the first questions that comes up is Social Security, whether or not they need to sign up for that. And that determines whether or not the government is going to send you your Medicare card automatically. So if you are taking Social Security, the government will send you your Medicare card 
with part A and B in the mail a couple of months before your birthday. If you're not taking Social Security, then you need to initiate Medicare Part B, which is the medical portion of your uh, Medicare insurance. Mm. So you need to initiate. Are there are steps that folks should be taking as they're approaching 65? Well, they actually start getting inundated with mail up to a year before they're turning 65, and then the phone calls start coming. And so by the time a few months beforehand, they're overwhelmed, and they've received so much literature that they are reaching out asking for help to sort it out. So they're primed. By the time someone calls me, they're primed and ready and worried. Hmm. So who are they getting all this mail from? Who are they getting calls from? Carriers. So different insurance companies that want them when they turn 65. And um, then other folks will just be calling them, seeing if they need help. And so that's how that goes. It's not really supposed to work that way. You're not really supposed to reach out um, to folks if you're selling a Medicare Advantage plan to them, which is our HMOs and PPOs here. Um, but the supplements, you'll get folks reaching out then also. Hmm. Brokers, I should say. So what would you recommend people do when they start getting this literature or as they're getting these calls? I mean, should they create a Medicare box in their house and just throw it all into that? Exactly. <laughs> that is exactly what they do. And um, when I show up at people's homes, they bring me this pile and say, can you help me sort this out? And most of it's advertisement. So it's uh, come on board or, you know, marketing is, is the, the key. You know, they throw carrots in there to entice people to come over onto their plan. But you really want to research and see what's best for you because everyone's different. Their prescription drugs are different. Their incomes are different. Their health issues, their doctors so you really want to do your due diligence, and you do that with a broker like myself. And you uh, sit down and you look at all the pros and cons and make an educated decision. Some of the, um, like on a Medicare supplement plan, you only have a, a seven-month window to join that plan with no health questions. A lot of folks think that there's no health questions across the board now, and that's not true. Medicare supplements, there are health questions after a certain period of time. Your Medicare Advantage plans, which are those HMOs and PPOs, no questions, except for end-stage renal disease. Questions about your health mm -hmm. that make you either eligible or ineligible for the plans, right? Correct. And it all, it, most of it has to do with aging, you know, um, cholesterol, heart uh, diabetes, all those big ones that, you know, seem to show up as we get older. Those are some of those questions. They're called knockout questions that'll make it so that you cannot get into the supplement. So you really want to do it um, in your open enrollment period. It's a seven-month period. The month you turn 65 and six months after for a Medicare supplement. Okay, so you're looking at this period uh, as the time where you're making these types of decisions. What are people misunderstanding about Medicare before they turn 65? You've, you've mentioned a little bit about it. They think that it doesn't matter their health. Um, 
for these things. They're not going to be asked about their health. That's one misconception that they have about the supplement plans. Yes. Maybe I'm saying that correctly. Mm-hmm. And then what are some other things? People are heading into Medicare thinking what that turns out to not be true. You know, I think the biggest thing is they aren't aware of what Medicare does not cover. And Medicare doesn't cover everything above the neck, it seems like. It's going to be your vision, hearing, and dental. So with vision, Medicare does cover glaucoma and cataracts. But if you're having trouble driving, watching TV, going to the movies, they don't cover that routine vision or hearing or dental. So people are really concerned about that because if they've been on an employer plan that does cover that, now they have to find an alternative. And most Medicare plans don't cover it. Some of the HMOs and PPOs will cover it just a little bit. Like you'll get one eye exam a year, one dental visit, or a hearing exam. But all of them are not covered. So that's probably the biggest misconception, and people are like, what do we do? Right. How are we going to cover the rest of those things? Right. And then cost, I'm sure, is misunderstood as well. Yes. So Medicare Part B, you have to pay for. I was just on the phone yesterday with a gentleman. He didn't know he had to pay Medicare Part B. And right now, it's $134 this year. If you make $85,000 or per month, per month. Yeah. And then so you have to figure out on a Medicare supplement, they have a premium on those supplements. So it comes in when you look at everything, 134 for Medicare Part B. You need a drug plan. On average, they're $20 a month. And then that premium for your Medicare supplement will be around 140 per month when you're turning 65 All that adds up to just under $300 a month. But not to forget that a Medicare supplement is nationwide coverage. Any hospital, any doctor, anywhere that accepts Medicare. Whereas those HMOs and PPOs, the Advantage plans, they're county-specific. And they don't cost anything per month. So that's why you have to sit down and really look at the numbers and figure out what's best for you, what your health is, the drugs that you're taking. It's all part of the the piece of the puzzle that gets very expensive as you get older. Right. And that part is the part I run into with folks so often is they think that if they can just get to Social Security and they can <laughs> just get to Medicare, then it's smooth sailing financially then because they're their medical costs are going to be covered and their social security is going to provide them with an income. But that's not the case. A lot of times they get the income, but then they got to spend it on Medicare Mm -hmm. and uh, Medicare doesn't cover long-term care expenses. So you get your acute care needs met and we're going to talk about what that means. Part A in the hospital, part B, these drug plans you're talking about. We're going to get into more detail on the show, but there's actually quite a bit of the aging, medically related issues that aren't covered. Mm-hmm. You're right. And those expenses begin to pile up for people. They do. And as we get older, we get more and more issues right. because, you know, our bodies are breaking down 
And so um, costs going into retirement and over age 65 is a big, big um, piece of that financial puzzle for people. We're talking today with Michelle Jewell. She is a contributor to our book, Aging in Arizona, which you can find on Amazon. She's also a Medicare specialist and helping people understand Medicare. There is a lot of misunderstanding and misconceptions out there about Medicare for you. If you're turning 65, if you've already turned 65, then we can talk about the annual enrollment period, which is coming up. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the new cards you're going to be getting and some other changes coming in Medicare when we return. You are listening to Aging in Arizona on 960 The Patriot. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Aging in Arizona. Thank you so much for being with us today. I want to remind you that Aging in Arizona is brought to you by Comfort Care Home Care. Comfort Care provides the care you need in the best place of all, your home. Call Comfort Care at 602-438-1300. Again, that's 602-438-1300 to find out more about how one of their caregivers can help you and your loved ones continue to live safely and independently in the best place of all, your home. We are joined today by Michelle Jewell. She is a Medicare specialist and wrote a chapter in our new book, Aging in Arizona, Insights for the Elderly and Their Families. Thank you so much, Michelle, for writing in the book and for being with us today. We're talking about your favorite topic, Medicare, and it is an important one. There's no question. One of the ones that we get most, the most questions about, in fact, on the show and out in the community. Uh, And so in our first segment, you talked about folks who are turning 65, what misunderstandings they have about the cost of Medicare, about their own health and being aware of that as they go into the process, about needing to sit down with someone like you who understands this process because they're going to get inundated with all of this mail and these calls that are confusing as that comes up. Also, that happens during annual enrollment for people who are 70, 75, older, who've been on Medicare, but each year they have this opportunity to uh, reevaluate their needs, right? That is correct. And they need to do the same types of things as somebody turning 65 or Uh, different things? Pretty much. You know, their, their Social Security and that Medicare Part B is already in place. But they do want to review the plan that they're on. Drugs may have changed for them during the year. They might have been put on a new prescription drug that's a brand name drug. And so they're going to want to make sure that the plan that they're on is going to cover that. Um, They're also going to, they might get phone calls. There's a lot of new brokers out in the community now that are reaching out to folks when they really shouldn't be. You want to make sure that the broker that you do have to help you with this process has been doing it for some time and knows the ins and outs of Medicare so that you do get on a plan that's best for you. And what's best for you may not be best for your spouse. So 
everyone's different. And annual enrollment happens from October 15th to December 7th. And that's when you, if you're on a Medicare Advantage plan or a standalone drug plan, that you need to shop for that for the next year. Let's talk a little bit more about those brokers. And I know that being a broker, you're, um, you know, you're aware of what's going on out there. This is important, I think, because a lot of times with government programs, people just assume that it's a one-size-fits-all uh, government program and that they don't need an outsider, so to speak, an outside expert to guide them through the process. The government has set it up in a way that they just need to check the boxes and they're going to get signed up for it. I find that that's the case a lot with Medicare, and yet they're going to be being called by folks who are salespeople. They're calling them and they're wanting to get their business. And so, again, a little bit more, how do people avoid that? There are brokers who've been doing this a long time, like you. There are ways to find that out. Uh, what should somebody do? Should they just hang up on people and go to the <laughs> Medicare website and find the list of approved brokers? How, how does that work? There isn't a Medicare website for approved brokers. Probably the um, in your communities, they're networking with neighbors and, and other folks in your communities. They're going to tell you of their broker that they work with. Or you can get online and search for a broker. Um, you want someone that is able to sell all of the plans and not just one plan. Because if they're only selling one plan, the end result is going to be that they want you on their plan. So you want somebody that has the portfolio of carriers in this area that uh, they sell and that they sit down with you and really go through all of the steps to make sure that you're getting on a plan that's the best plan for you for the next year. A lot of times people too will say, well, Michelle, what's the best plan? And there is not a best plan because all of the plans offer something a little bit different their drug lists or formularies are different from each other. And so you really need to shop that. The doctor's networks are different. So in order to make sure that your doctors are in network starting out in the beginning of the year, that's really important. Now they can leave during the year if they want to. The doctors can leave those plans, which is unfortunate. But if we can get you off on the right foot in the beginning of the year, then that's going to be what's best for you. Yeah, sitting down with somebody, building that trust, uh, I'll take the opportunity to thank you. You sat down with my parents, mm -hmm. and so certainly you've built that trust with them to go through this process. Uh, that's important because, as you said, there's people out there who are great, just like with any other type of service, and there's people who aren't. But the Medicare broker is a big part of this puzzle that people don't know exists. They don't realize that there are individuals like you who are out there representing these plans, not representing the plans, but representing them and then showing them the plans, helping them through the process as you described. And I think they're a little bit surprised by that when they're contacted. And so knowing how to handle that, how to find people, as with anything else, you need to be networking, you need to be getting word of mouth, you need to be finding out and interviewing people and choosing somebody who you feel like can really deliver on that. Okay, I wanted to make sure we covered that because I think it's an area of confusion for people. Uh, we talked about open enrollment. That's the time when you can also make a change other than the one when you're turning 65. 
There are some new cards coming out. We're all so excited <laughs> to get new Medicare cards. I can hardly contain myself. How is that going to work and how is that going to affect people? From April 9 of 2018 until April of 2019, um, they're going to try, Medicare is trying to get all the cards out. So the new cards are called um, Medicare Beneficiary Identifiers, otherwise known as MBI. And it's a combination of 11 characters and your social security number will no longer be a part of it. So what Medicare tried to do is they tried to create a number that cannot be hacked by um, those fraud folks out there. And the 11 characters, they specifically, what they did was the alphabet and numbers are incorporated together. And number two, five, eight, and nine in that lineup of letters will always be alphabetical. They'll always be uppercase. Wait a minute. You can't give away the secrets on how they develop the code or else the <laughs> individuals who are trying to figure it out already know the answer. Well, no, because people, <laughs> what will happen is that when they get their card, if they want to make sure that it is from Medicare, then those positions on the card are going to always be alphabetical. I know it's it's a oh it's my a goodness. Oh, okay, gets, I'm going to jump in there because I don't know that I can handle any more of the complication on my Medicare card I, at this point. We got to take a break. Let me regroup, and then when we come back, you're going to explain how this matters and do we need to take action or do we just wait for our new card? What do we need to do? We're talking with Michelle Jewell. She's a Medicare specialist. These are things you and your loved ones need to know about Medicare, which has a huge impact on you as you age. We will be back shortly. You're listening to Aging in Arizona on 960 The Patriot. Welcome back to Aging in Arizona. Thank you so much for being with us today as we continue our conversation with Michelle Jewell about Medicare. Michelle's a Medicare specialist and uh, is talking us through the changes that are happening in Medicare, the new cards that we're getting, explaining this whole Medicare maze that you and your loved ones either are already in or are going to be in very soon and need to be prepared for just like every other topic we talk about related to aging. Be prepared. Get connected with somebody like Michelle who knows what they're talking about. They're not trying to take advantage of you in most cases. Certainly the people we bring on the show are not trying to take advantage of you. And uh, you need to be an intelligent consumer and an intelligent advocate for yourself and your loved ones in all these areas, certainly when it comes to Medicare. Michelle, talk about how important it is for people with these cards coming out to be aware of what's going on and to be an intelligent consumer recipient of Medicare? It's really important. Probably one of the, the biggest um, things to be aware of is that Medicare will never call you. Uh, we have some folks out there who have already gotten creative as far as fraud and scammers, and they're actually calling Medicare recipients and saying, uh, for $50, we will mail you your card. Uh, some have gotten threatening, saying you will lose your insurance if you do not comply. They are disguising themselves as working with Medicare, and none of that is true. Medicare will not call you. 
they will never call you. They always work through the mail. And so when you get your Medicare card, go ahead and open it up. It's going to have your name, a new number, part A, part B, when it became active. And your neighbor might not get the card at the same time you do because Medicare is rolling them out in phases. They don't want the scammers out there to know that this neighborhood is getting all of their cards in the same week. So it's going to start here in Arizona in August, around August. If you are turning 65, though, right now, you are going to be getting the new cards. So aging into Medicare, you're going to get the new cards. If it's going to be replacing your old card, which you want to throw away when you get your new one, if it's replacing your old card, it's going to start coming out in Arizona around August. If you're getting a new one, you're not familiar with the old one probably unless you have a loved one whose card you've seen or used, mm-hmm. right? So hopefully if you're getting a new one, you're just getting it in the mail, you're ready to get going, yep. and you are, are not confused by it. But that's great information. You know that it's coming in the mail. Mm-hmm. Uh, I imagine there's some sort of a messaging campaign going on for this. Has Medicare got a website that you can go to? Is there a number you can call? Should they reach out to you? Uh, I mean, they're going to have questions. What should they do? They can reach out to me. They can go to Medicare.gov. Medicare.gov has the information right on the face of their webpage, letting people know that the cards are coming. So um, either of those. Uh, options are available. Okay. And reaching out to you real quickly, how can they do that? My phone number is 602-828-9937, or they can email me at michelle at theinsuranceladyaz.com. Fantastic. Okay. So they're going to be getting these new cards. The new cards, primary intention is to prevent fraud and to protect people more fully from hackers and other things that might be going on. But are there other changes coming uh, to Medicare other than the cards? Every year there are tweaks, updates? Nothing that I know of at this time. There are things, you know, always being talked about, like you said, but as far as the cards, that is the biggest thing happening at this point in time. Okay. But the plans themselves change every year. They do. Right? Yes. So those are the typical changes. What kinds of changes do the plans usually make? I mean, is it across the board? We covered this drug last year. We don't cover this drug this year. That's some of the changes. The copays will change. The um, drug formularies, doctors being in network is a big issue. Uh, Those are always coming and going, especially right now. A lot of folks are um, experiencing that their doctors are leaving networks or retiring early. They are just done with being doctors and they want to go and start their retirement. And they don't necessarily do that on your timeline. No. They just leave once you're on the plan, and then all of a sudden you don't have that doctor anymore. Right. That's tough. Uh, we've got one more segment with Michelle Jewell. She's a Medicare specialist. We haven't. Your chapter in her book is called The ABCDs of Medicare. We haven't talked specifically about what ABCD means. We haven't talked about the dreaded donut hole. 
We haven't talked about uh, other, let's see, hospitalization, how this all works, costs. Again, we need to get back to you. So lots more. We'll get to that with Michelle when we come back. Again, if you have questions for her, call 602-828-9937. Don't go away. You're listening to Aging in Arizona on The Patriot. When I get older, losing my head. Welcome back to Aging in Arizona, brought to you by Comfort Care Home Care. Comfort Care can bring a caregiver to your home two hours a day or 24 hours a day to help with transportation, bathing, meal preparation, and more. All designed to help you stay in the best place of all, your home. Call Comfort Care at 602-438-1300 for more information. Again, 602-438-1300. I'm Presley Reeder, and I'm here with... Our guest today, Michelle Jewell. She's a Medicare specialist and broker and has been walking us through the ABCs of Medicare. And we're so grateful to Michelle for having written a chapter in our new book, Aging in Arizona, Insights for the Elderly and Their Families. You can find the book at Amazon. You can also find it at our website, aginginaz.com. And you can get a Kindle version of that. You can get a uh, hard copy sent to you, and it's a great resource, I think, for individuals and their families on a variety of topics, Medicare being one of those, Medicaid, estate planning, hospice, home health care. What are these ma- major uh, joys and challenges that people are facing as they age, right? And how do people take the challenges and turn them into opportunities? That's what we are about here on the show. Michelle, we've talked about a lot of different things going on with Medicare. The new cards are coming out that people should be looking for in the mail. The um, open enrollment period that will be starting in October. People who are turning 65 need to be aware that they have to take some initiative and some action on Medicare and getting ready for it. Uh, In the last segment here, let's review a few things. Make sure people know what, first of all, is an advantage plan and what is a supplement plan? I know you covered it a little bit at the beginning of the show, but again, give us a quick overview on that. So you have two options to supplement your Medicare. Those two options are either a Medicare Advantage plan or a Medicare supplement. The Advantage plans are HMOs and PPOs. They're usually county, they are county specific. So here in Maricopa County, we have a group of carriers that offer an HMO and a PPO. Normally on the HMOs, there is not a premium. The PPOs do have premiums. And when you don't have a premium, that is attractive to some people who are on fixed incomes. It is a network, so their doctors have to be in network. The carrier will offer various co-pays for specialists, lab work, hospital stays, and so on. A supplement, you have nationwide coverage. Any doctor, any hospital, anywhere that accepts Medicare comes with a monthly premium. And you have to have a separate drug plan with it, whereas the drug plan is embedded into those HMOs and PPOs. So... One is a pay-as-you-go system, and one is is that you pay up front with that supplement. 
And really, as you said before, it depends on your situation. Mm-hmm. And so when you're talking with folks, you sit down with them and go through what process to determine whether or not they should be a part of Advantage or Supplement. The first thing we look at is, are they going to travel? If they're going to travel much, as some people like to do when they turn 65, they get in the RV and go across the country. They want the confidence that wherever they are going, that they're going to be covered. And so a supplement may work best for them. Other things that we look at is income, health, uh, drug lists, what drugs that they're on, doctors. And you, you look at the whole picture and you try to look forward a few years. Some folks that are on a supplement will be priced out in seven or eight years because each year those supplements go up in price. So they're going to get the travel bug out of them. They're going to start to settle down more perhaps in the state of Arizona and just traveling throughout the state. And so at some point, they'll come off from that supplement and go to an Advantage plan. That's how it normally works. But if you are on a fixed income and money is the issue, a lot of folks will start out with a Medicare Advantage plan because there is not a monthly premium and it's a pay-as-you-go system. But if you don't stay healthy and you're going and using it a lot, you're paying quite a bit. Except, yes, that can be true, but the carriers have a cap limit on those Medicare Advantage plans. It's anywhere from here in Maricopa County, 3000 to 6700 Anywhere in there, you will top out and you will not be paying more out of pocket. It just depends which carrier you go with. Mm. So you won't be paying any more out of pocket, which makes me think of the donut hole. Oh, right? separate. Because yes. that's, a, but I don't know how that connects to that. You won't be paying more, but you can if you're in the donut hole or you cannot if you're in the donut hole. Yes. So the donut hole or the gap is, it has to do with drug plans. So drug plans are completely different from the HMOs, PPOs, and the supplement I was it's talking separate about. separate conversation altogether. Separate. So you've had your conversation about the HMO, PPO, or the supplements, supplements mm-hmm. and then you say, now let's talk about your drug plan. Right. Okay. The drug plan is uh, a government uh, plan idea where you and your insurance company together are paying up to a certain amount of money each year. So this year, in 2018, that dollar amount is $3,750. So pretty much you're going to go to the pharmacy and you pay 25%. The carrier is paying 75%, equaling 100%. And each month you go to pick up your prescriptions, you're going to be tallying that up. And the government sends you a form that lets you know where you are in relation to the donut hole whether you're in phase one, two, three, or four. When you reach $3,750 together with your insurance company, the insurance company is going to take a step back now, and you're going to have to pay up to $5,000 a percentage for generics and a percentage for brand-name drugs until you reach 5000 After that, it'll go down to you won't pay more than 5% for your drugs. It is, when you have a a couple, it can be devastating financially because it ends up being 
about $4,000 or more to get out of that donut hole. And if both of you are doing it, that's $8,000. And if you're reaching that donut hole, that means that your healthcare costs are going to be higher. If you're on a supplement, it's going to be a couple thousand dollars that you're paying in premiums. If you're on an Advantage plan, you could be reaching three, four, five, six thousand dollars. So financially, it's a burden. And it's a financial burden that a lot of people don't know they're walking into with Medicare. They think that Medicare is going to step in and relieve them of a financial burden, which you could argue it does to some degree, but not entirely by any means. And a lot of people find themselves surprised by that. So again, you sit down, try to help them plan the best way possible. It does make me, it does remind me that uh, planning is everything and plans mm-hmm. are nothing. <laughs> you mm-hmm. can still run into some really challenging situations, uh, w- which takes my mind down the road to the claim process. Once you're having to deal with the donut hole, the drug plans, once you're in the hospital and you're working with your carrier on the Medicare services and the billing and all of that, a lot of people run into challenges at that mm-hmm. point. What is your role in that? Do you have a role in that? Or are they supposed to work with the hospital itself, call the carrier directly? How does that work? So as a broker, that is the beauty of having a broker. We are there to help. Most of the time, um, when it comes to claims and dealing with hospitals, I can be a sounding board. Um, as far as going in the back door through the carrier, that is our role. I can go to the broker manager, and the broker manager can look into things. Mostly when people call, it's because of prior authorizations. I had a client this week. Her chemo starts tomorrow. She needed a CAT scan, could not get in. The carrier said it's a two-week uh, prior authorization wait. So they called me, I called the carrier, got in the back door, and we got it expedited so that the turnaround time was 48 hours and she was able to get that um, prior authorization approved so that she could start her chemo. That's mostly the type of work that I do. When it comes to billing, not so much for brokers. Um, We can be a great sounding board and help direct traffic, but I don't have that inside track like I would with the prior authorizations and things like that. It depends on the size of the company, too. You know, if it's a bigger company, it's harder. Smaller companies are a little easier to navigate those issues when it comes to billing. Well, and again, the fact is you've got to prepare, plan ahead as best you can. So if you know you've got something up coming up, it sounds like a great idea to reach out to you, make sure that they've got their ducks in a row before they go in for this planned surgery or this planned treatment of some kind. Obviously, that can't always be the case. You don't know if you're going to run into an emergency, but uh, just like we talk about a lot, planning ahead can make a big difference, and you can play a role in that, it sounds like. A little bit. We really trust the doctors to fill out that paperwork properly to expedite whatever's needed. In this case, the doctor did not word it in such a way that the CAT scan needed to be done in this short window. Perhaps the doctor didn't know that there was a two-week carrier wait. So it really is about doctors and their staff 
And we have to be proactive as patients and do our due diligence and make sure I am covered on this. Um, I'm going to get in on time. You are doing the paperwork so that it goes through quickly Mm. and they get their care that they need. Michelle, we've just got a couple of minutes left, so I want to have you recap for us. Uh, folks that tuned in late uh, or just need to hear this one more time, what is the most important things that they need to know about when it comes to Medicare here in the last minute or so? Uh, most important things are whether or not you're taking Social Security. When you're getting ready to sign up for Medicare, Social Security actually drives that. If you are taking Social Security, there isn't anything you need to do as far as signing up for Medicare. It's going to automatically come to you, the card, in the mail a couple months before your birthday. If you have not signed up for Medicare or Social Security, I should say, you need to start that process by going online and signing up at socialsecurity.gov for your Medicare Part B. Or you can go to your Social Security office, or you can... Uh, call Social Security at 1-800-772-1213. You have the Social Security number memorized. I'm impressed. <laughs> I do. <laughs> so some resources again. Give us uh, Medicare.gov mm-hmm. is a great place to go to find out about these cards and other things related to Medicare, of course. It's a great, great website, Okay. actually. A lot of people are surprised because it's a government website. But it is a fountain of information. Socialsecurity.gov is where you're going to go to uh, sign up for Medicare Part B if you have not taken your Social Security and you're going to delay it. And then Michelle at theinsuranceladyaz.com is where you're going to go if you have a question. And you can just pop me a question and I'll be happy to help. That's your email, Michelle, at theinsuranceladyaz.com. Your phone number again? 602-828-9937. And I do have a Facebook page, The Insurance Lady AZ. Fantastic. Again, your phone number, 602-828-9937. Michelle, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for writing the chapter in our book, which again, folks, you can find Aging in Arizona, the book at aginginaz.com or on Amazon. For my co-host, Mark, I want to thank our guest, Michelle Jewell, the insurance lady and Medicare specialist, our sponsor, Comfort Care Home Care, and thank you for tuning in. Listen in next Sunday and every Sunday from 4 to 5 as we discuss the joys and the challenges of growing older in our great state. Again, we'll see you next Sunday at 4 for Aging in Arizona right here on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Sun, I say it's all right.